0: Your doorbell is spying on you. Why are there conspiracy theories? No, really, why? And, speaking of which, your candy is trying to kill you. I'm not kidding. We got all that and more coming up. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. Happy Wednesday. Hey. We are live on Facebook. But that's not all. We're back. Hello, Twitch.tv. Hello, YouTube. And hello, Rumble.com. We are back live across all the platforms thank you so much for joining us and for coming on board i know across the other platforms we've been on facebook live and then we've uploaded the video just a short while 10 15 minutes after we were done with our live show however we got everything straightened out we got everything fixed and we're back and we're live on rumble.com which is the best place I think you can watch us. Also, YouTube, you can find us over there, The Jay Sheldon Show, and uh, Twitch.tv. In fact, hey, Aldrin Wong, yay, back on, uh, on Twitch, huh? <laughs> All right. Is that your preferred platform, Aldrin? I know, because you would join me on Facebook, uh, but now I'm on Twitch again, and, and you've switched over to Twitch, so there you go. All right, anyway, yeah, good to have you there, wherever you're watching. Uh, rumble.com would be a great place be sure and subscribe by the way when you're there just click the button subscribe it's free doesn't cost you anything in fact even if you're watching me on another platform go over to rumble after the show search for me sign up for an account it's free cool site too you see lots of all kinds of cool videos there uh aldwin says i prefer twitch because i prefer to be left anonymous i'm assuming that you're Screen name, then, is not your name? Anyway, Aldwin. <laughs> Whatever it may be, we'll respect that. All right. Uh, yeah, your doorbell is spying on you, and I'm not kidding. Uh, look, we all use, uh, well, not we all, but a-, a bunch of us, a lot of people use Alexa, uh, Google Home. There's all kinds of different versions of these automated systems. I have it. I use it. I've had it forever. Uh, I have uh, Alexa. However, the keyword is not Alexa. I switched it. Um, so anyway, it, it controls the lights in my home. It controls my aircon. Uh, I play music through it. I listen to podcasts through it. Uh, I have also an Echo Show, which has a built-in uh, camera and so i can check in and you know take a look make sure miko's doing all right uh so yeah a lot of people have speaking of miko we forgot to do this didn't we we forgot this little lady update yeah miko update <laughs> sorry miko she's downstairs uh, hanging out and she's doing fine just a quick update uh she's she's really uh fully recovered from her Indigestion problem, and uh, so she's man. That light's really bright, isn't it? Look at that. Okay. Anyway, she's doing very well. So uh, yeah, just wanted to give you a quick update. All right. So I can check in on Migo with my Echo Show. It has a little built-in camera. Um, there is a device that Amazon sells called what is it called Ring? I think I think it's called Amazon Ring. Uh, yeah, a Ring is a doorbell basically but it's not just a doorbell it's also a camera you set this up outside your front door and somebody rings your doorbell or somebody approaches your door because it has a motion sensor and it goes off it'll pop up on a screen it'll show you who's there so you can check first before you know you open the door it's just like having a peephole only this one's electronic um (laughs) This story from The Intercept, I'm telling you, in response to recent questions from Senator Ed Markey, Amazon stated that, yes, it has provided police with Amazon Ring camera footage 11 times just this year alone. Doesn't sound all that many. But here's the thing provide. Yeah, it looks like a good idea. They provided it without a warrant, without permission from the user. Ring, Amazon's controversial and police-friendly surveillance subsidiary, has long defended its cozy relationship with law enforcement by pointing out that cops can only get access to a camera owner's recording with their expressed permission, the owner of the camera's permission, or with a court order, in other words, a warrant. In response to recent questions from this senator, Democrat from Massachusetts, the company stated it has provided police with user footage 11 times this year without a warrant and without the user's express permission. Last month, uh, the senator wrote to Amazon, asked it to clarify uh, Ring's ever-expanding relationship with the American police, who've increasingly come to rely on the company's growing residential surveillance dragnet and to commit a raft of policy reforms. Uh, Amazon's vice president, Brian uh, Hoosman, vice president of public policy, The company declined to permanently agree to any of them, including never accept financial contributions from police agencies, never allow immigration enforcement agencies to request Ring recordings, and never participate in police sting operations. Although Amazon Ring publicizes their policy of handing over camera footage only if you agree as the owner, or if a judge signs a search warrant. The company says it also reserves the right to supply police with footage in emergencies. Hmm, Here we go again with emergencies, right, monkeypox? You morons. Broadly defining emergencies as, quote, cases involving imminent danger of death or serious physical injury to any person, end quote. Markey also asked Amazon to clarify what exactly constitutes an emergency situation and how many times the surveillance data had been provided under such circumstances. Amazon said, "Mm, we're not going to tell you that. Great. Ring makes a good faith determination whether the request meets the well-known standard. Hoosman noted it has complied with 11 emergency requests this year alone but did not provide details as to what the cases or rings good faith determination entailed. Okay. So you've got a camera sitting at your front door. It's motion activated. It sends all this information up to the cloud and the police can access it apparently without a warrant or without your permission. And they just do it under the guise of being an emergency situation well we all know about the government and emergency situations don't we it's just going to get worse police are not the customers for ring the people who buy the devices are the customers read this whole article the link is in our show notes tonight you got to check it out there's some scary stuff in there folks and if you, if you think you're protected you ain't And Amazon getting in bed with law enforcement is a very dangerous road to travel. And it's happening. It's already happened. And it's going to keep on happening. Please read the articles from The Intercept. It's a very well laid out article. Tells you all the details about this. And um, just be aware that those cameras you have in your house, if they're hooked up to the cloud at all, They are accessible, and you likely won't know who or when they're accessing them. Sound like a conspiracy theory? Well, it ain't. Proof's right there in the article. But why are there conspiracy theories? This is called a segue. (laughs) From BigThink.com, the psychology of fake news, well, Fake news, maybe, maybe not. Stolen elections, phony pandemics, fake moon landings, lizard people. And, you know, it's not just us Americans who love a good conspiracy theory. It seems to be a trait shared by humans everywhere. Illuminati confirmed, said Ald- uh, Aldwin. <laughs> uh, it's a curious paradox in the age of information or misinformation. Oh, Nice. There's an Illuminati uh, little, uh, what is that? Some sort of icon? That's damn cool. I'll have to look for that. I've never seen that before. Thanks. (laughs) Very cool. All right. Anyway, it's a curious paradox in the age of information. Yes, thank you for sending more. Um, When all of our acquired knowledge is available at the click of a button or the tap of a screen, We should choose to believe lies and fiction rather than truth and facts. Why? Well, the answer involves a combination of psychology, widespread distrust, and malevolent actors. Propaganda has existed since humans were able to speak and write. But now those lies can circle the globe within seconds. I am sitting here in my little studio in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, And what I'm saying, the instant I say it, milliseconds later, it is broadcast all over the planet, everywhere. The click of a button, tap of your screen, and that information can be sent worldwide just like that. We should choose to believe lies and fiction rather than truth and facts. Well, propaganda has existed since humans were able to speak and write, but now those lies, uh, as we said, can circle the globe in seconds. We tackle one of the hardest problems facing the world today. How to inform a public that prefers to be misinformed. This article is so cool. You've got to check this out. I'm, I'm not going to read the whole thing. I just wanted to bring it up, chat about it a little bit. But basically, you love being fooled. You love the drama. And that's why you buy into conspiracy theories. Government knows that. And they are using that to every end they can. To sway what you think, to sway what you do, to sway what you put in your body. It's a struggle that's eternal because it's part of our genetic makeup, believe it or not. There's even a name for some of this superstition. It's called pareidolia, the idea that when you look into the sky, you, things that you see things that aren't there. That's basically what it is, um, seeing things that aren't there anyway. Please do read the article it's very cool. All says when there's a conspiracy theory all I hear is the X-Files theme. <laughs> I miss that show. Ah man, that was I loved that show. That was so cool. Such a great. They did try and bring it back but the it just wasn't the same. I mean it was cool to see the the show again and, and everybody Mulder and Scully and uh, but it just it, it wasn't the same when they tried to bring it back. It got it, it was weird anyway but it got Even more weird. So anyway, please do check this out because, you know, conspiracy theories these days, whether you believe it or not, basically you need to find out what the facts are. You need to find the truth. You need more than one source of news and information. You need to not take what everybody says, the government, Google, whoever, the mainstream media. Stop just listening to that and taking it as gospel. Ask questions. Be here's here's the bottom line, be awake, not woke, awake. There's a world of difference. Be awake, not woke. Now I found a new conspiracy theory, and this one is quickly becoming my favorite. Hang on, coffee break time. Ooh. See that goes back to my old radio days. I always feel like there's got to be sound. I mean, I know I'm I'm a I'm a live broadcast video. I almost said television, sort of. But there's an audio part of this too, and so the old radio man in me thinks there's always got to be sound. But uh, playing the X Files theme right now, the remix version. Cool. <laughs> All right. Well. Let that play in the background while you listen to this, because it's a perfect fit. Your candy is trying to kill you. No, I'm not kidding. You like Skittles? I didn't add for Skittles once, come to think of it. Taste the rainbow. Um, Skittles has been deemed unfit for human consumption. Yeah, according to a new lawsuit... Looks like your mom was right all along. The link to this article is in our show notes tonight. Check it out. A new class action lawsuit in the U.S. is alleging that Skittles are unfit for human consumption and are apparently toxic enough to change your DNA. I'm not kidding. That's the claim. They might sound bold, but that's what the California lawsuit launched by the plaintiff Janelle Thames accuses Mars, Inc. of. Uh, Mars, the popular chocolate bar brand, multinational manufacturer of Skittles, that Mars company makes Skittles, and a lot of other confectioners, are selling, uh, they're accused of selling to children and people across the world for nearly 50 years Skittles that contain titanium dioxide. Look, you know there's all kinds of weird-ass chemicals in the food that you eat. Uh, My paternal lineage had a diabetic history. Okay. Um, In the documents, which were seen by NBC News, Tame states the Skittles contained heightened levels of titanium dioxide in their sugary recipe, a synthetic substitute, and E number, E-171, that is heavily re- regulated and limits the, uh, exceeds the limits set out by the FDA. The case goes on to point out that not only was it banned in France back in 2019, but the European Food Safety Authority determined that TIO2 could not be considered safe for consumption prompting the European Commission's announcement that it would adopt a ban, a total ban on the use of TIO2 as a food additive earlier this year. That's a picture of a pile of, apparently, TIO2. Not only does the suit say Skittles are therefore unfit for human consumption. I love Skittles, by the way. It also goes on to argue that any reasonable consumer would expect that Skittles can be safely purchased and consumed as marketed and sold, adding, however, the products are not safe. Now that's what's claimed in the lawsuit. No verdict has come out yet. They have been labeled genotoxic. The most shocking aspect of this lawsuit is the allegation that if you eat Skittles and any other Mars product that may contain that harmful additive, you are at a heightened risk of a host of health effects for which they are unaware stemming from genotoxicity, the ability of a chemical substance to change your DNA. In short, genotoxicity is the ability of harmful substances to damage genetic information in your cells. When exposed to certain chemical and biological agents, They can cause genetic instabilities or alterations, which can in turn lead to mutations and diseases like cancer. Anyway, Mars, a spokesperson, spoke to NBC's Today program, said, While we do not comment on pending litigation, typical, our use of titanium dioxide complies with FDA regulations. Okay, then, maybe if the European folks banned it, the FDA might want to take another look. This is scary stuff, my friends. There's more information in the article, which is in our show notes. The link is down there, and uh, you can check it out. But next time you're shopping for something for that sweet tooth, you just might want to pass on the Skittles. Ooh. Like I said, I don't eat them very often, but I kind of like Skittles. Which means that kind of sucks, because I'm not eating them anymore. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, uh, here's another one that uh, popped up from World of Buzz. We love the folks at World of Buzz. And uh, we use quite a bit of their stuff here on the show. You can uh, check out the link in our show notes below. Uh, Here in Malaysia, we got another uh, piece of uh, news. We ranked again. U.S. Human Trafficking Report downgrades Malaysia to the lowest tier. This uh, report came out about a week ago. The government arrested and investigated but did not convict officials who were allegedly complicit in trafficking crimes. Allegedly complicit in trafficking crimes. The U.S. Department of State has revealed that Malaysia is at the lowest tier, tier three In their latest report on human trafficking, the report shared that the Malaysian government did not fulfill their minimum standards for eliminating trafficking and is not making significant efforts while considering the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic. Therefore, Malaysia was downgraded to Tier 3. That comes as the government continues to rely on victims of human trafficking to come forward instead of proactively trying to identify them. The authorities also lacked the consideration of human trafficking during law enforcement raids and penalized victims for immigration and prostitution violations. On top of that, the U.S. Department of State also called out the Malaysian government for dismissing investigations into officials and those in positions of power who are apparently involved in trafficking activities. Despite ongoing concerns that corruption facilitated trafficking, the government arrested and investigated but did not prosecute or convict officials who were allegedly complicit in trafficking-related crimes, they explained. My goodness. More information is in that article. (laughs) The elites have hoes now. Uh, Well, I suppose. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, to increase transparency is the point of this and to hold officials criminally accountable when they violate the law so there's a link to the entire report and also a link to the article from World of Buzz right down there in our uh, in our show notes so check that out if you want uh, okay what else we got going on oh we got one more and then we're going to get to our book tonight we're going to do uh, continuing the story uh, from uh, Sherlock Holmes But uh, as you know, we try and do at least uh, one good news story. And I saw this one, I had to share it. It's from Malaysia, but you've got food delivery drivers all over the planet, so I'm sure you can relate. Uh, This is from the Malay Mail, who once in a while does some decent uh, jobs of uh, covering news things. A food delivery writer put aside his work and helped out an elderly woman who was lost in Puchong. Puchong is a town here in uh, Malaysia. Uh, helped an elderly Puchong woman to get back home. There's the driver. And there's the lady uh, in the back. <laughs> this guy, what a character. Love this story, though. Mohamed Kuzaimi Lamat being pra- uh, praised online after a video of him helping a lost senior citizen went viral on social media. He uh, posted it on, uh, of all places, TikTok. I've told you before, please don't use TikTok. There's so many ads here. My God, Malay Mail. Uh, food delivery writer Mohammed Kuzaimi Lamont gone viral on social media. Uh, the 24-year-old posted a TikTok video which shows him trying to help an elderly woman who was trying to get back home. In the video, uh, Kuzaimi explained he was on his way to work before he was stopped by the elderly woman uh, around the Buchong area, who was asking for help in getting back to her home. Uh, Kuzami, who, believe it or not, he is Malay, but he is also fluent in Mandarin. How cool is that? Nice. Anyway, he could be heard asking the woman for directions to her home so he could drop her off. However, the woman could not remember where she lived. Uh, She told me to send her home. I took her on my bike, but she kept telling me, go further, go further. And she said, my house number is nine. I think this auntie doesn't know where her house is, he says. I think I should take her to the police station. I'm afraid she's lost because she says she doesn't remember the location of the house. This is the actual video, but it's in in Malay and Mandarin, so I'm not going to play it. Uh, Anyway, you can check it out in the article, which is in our show notes. Uh, When talking to M. Star, uh, who'd been working as a food delivery rider for three years, said that he met the woman while he was on his way to collect food orders around the Bandar Putri Puchong area. And before he could retrieve the orders, he was stopped by the woman. But after she got on my motorcycle, she kept telling me, go straight. Said her house is number nine, but she didn't remember the road name or the name of the park. Uh, After circling the surrounding area for about 20 minutes, he finally decided to contact the police. And after explaining his intentions to the woman, he brought her to the nearby police station and gave a statement to the police. Well, they managed to get a copy of the ID card belonging to the woman's son, contacted her son, who came and picked her up. I accompanied the auntie and waited for her son to come pick her up because I was worried that she would run out of a police station. At the same time, auntie looked like she was sitting outside anxiously, so I asked her to wait outside while I chatted with her. The woman's son told him that the elderly woman would often go out of the house and their family members would then have to go looking for her in the surrounding area. The son added the woman is searching for her other child. Anyway, this guy's amassed over a million views on his TikTok video. And another one from us, because a big, hearty hi-ho and a tip of the hat to you, Kuzaymi, for this uh, amazing job. Let's just uh, pop his picture up here one more time, if I can get past all the ads. Come on, Malay Mail. There you go. Congratulations, dude. What a fantastic story. And uh, somebody who, again, goes above and beyond... And uh, actually, from the looks of your uniform, I believe he's a shoppy food delivery person. So uh, good on you, shoppy food delivery people. (laughs) Nice job. All right. Very cool. That's our good news story for the day. Uh, We're going to do our book, right? Yes, we're doing our book next. What happened to our book? Ah, there we go. All right, we we read books on this show. The last half of our show is always uh, classic books. We get them from the Gutenberg Project, Gutenberg.org. There is a link to that in our show notes, way down below, and uh, they're all public domain books, so uh, you can download them for free. You can do uh, text files and HTML, and also eBooks in some cases. All the classics are there. We have read so many great books on this show. Uh, Peter Pan, The Wizard of Oz, The Little little Prince, uh, The Velveteen Rabbit. We did uh, Alice in Wonderland. Right now, we are doing The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes. And when we left off, we were right in the middle of figuring out what happened to this strange woman and how she wound up, wound up dead. Uh, The last thing we heard was from her twin sister who said, it is my belief that she died of pure fear and nervous shock. Though what it was that frightened her, I can't imagine. So here we go with the rest of this story. Were there gypsies in the plantation at the time? Asked Holmes. Ah, yes, there are always some there. Ah, and what did you gather from this allusion to a band, a speckled band? Well, sometimes I've thought that it was merely the wild talk of delirium. Sometimes that it may have referred to some kind of band of people, perhaps those very gypsies in the plantation. I do not know whether the speckled handkerchiefs, which so many of them wear over their heads, might have suggested the strange adjective which she used. Holmes shook his head like a man who's far from being satisfied. These are very deep waters, said he. Pray, go on with your narrative. Well, two years have passed since then. My life has been until lately lonelier than ever. A month ago, however, a dear friend whom I've known for many years has done me the honor to ask my hand in marriage. His name is Armitage, Percy Armitage the second son of Mr. Armitage of C. Crane Water near Reading. My stepfather has offered no opposition to the match, and we're to be married in the course of the spring. Two days ago, some repairs were started in the west wing of the building, and my bedroom wall had been pierced so that I had to move into the chamber in which my sister died and to sleep in the very bed in which she slept. Imagine, then, My thrill of terror last night, as I lay awake thinking over her terrible fate, I suddenly heard in the silence of the night the low whistle which had been the herald of her own death. I sprang up and lit the lamp, but nothing was to be seen in the room. I was too shaken to go up to bed again, however, so I dressed, and as soon as it was daylight, I slipped down. "'got a dog cart at the Crown Inn, which is opposite, "'and drove to Leatherhead, from whence I've come on this morning, "'with the one object of seeing you and asking your advice. "'You've done wisely,' said my friend. "'But have you told me all?' "'Yes, all. "'Miss Roylott, you have not. "'You are screening your stepfather. "'Why?' what do you mean? For answer, Holmes pushed back the frill of black lace which fringed the hand that lay upon our visitor's knee. Five little livid spots, the marks of four fingers and a thumb, were printed upon the white wrist. You have been cruelly used, said Holmes. The lady colored deeply, covered over her injured wrist. He's a hard man, she said. Perhaps he hardly knows his own strength. There was a long silence, during which Holmes leaned his chin upon his hands and stared into the crackling fire. This is a very deep business, he said at last. There are a thousand details which I should desire to know before I desire, I decide upon our course of action. Yet... "'we have not a moment to lose. "'If we were to come to Stoke Moran today, "'would it be possible for us to see over these rooms "'without the knowledge of your stepfather?' "'Well, as it happens, he spoke of coming into town today "'upon some most important business. "'It is probable he'll be away all day, "'and there would be nothing to disturb you. "'We have a housekeeper now, but she's old and foolish, "'and I could easily get her out of the way.' "'Excellent. You are not adverse to this trip, Watson?' "'By no means. Uh, then we shall both come. "'What are you going to do yourself? Now, I have one or two things which I would wish to do now that I'm in town, "'but I shall return by twelve o'clock train, so as to be there in time for your coming. "'And you may expect us in the early afternoon. "'I have myself some small business matters to attend to. "'Will you not wait and breakfast?' No, I must go. My heart is lightened already since I have confided my trouble to you. I shall look forward to seeing you again this afternoon. She dropped her thick black veil over her face and glided from the room. And what do you think of it all, Watson? Asked Sherlock Holmes, leaning back in his chair. Seems to me to be a most dark and sinister business. Dark and sinister enough. Yet, if the lady is correct in saying that the flooring and walls were sound, and the door, window, and chimney were impassable, then her sister must have been undoubtedly alone when she met her mysterious end. What becomes, then, of these nocturnal whistles, and what of the very peculiar words of the dying woman? I cannot think. When you combine the idea of whistles at night the presence of a band of gypsies who are on intimate terms with this old doctor, the fact that we have every reason to believe the doctor has an interest in preventing his stepdaughter's marriage, the dying allusion to a band, and finally the fact that Miss Helen Stoner heard a metallic clang which might have been caused by one of those metal bars which secure the shutter falling back into their place. I think there's good ground to think the mystery may be cleared along those lines. But what, then, did the gypsies do? I cannot imagine. I see many objections to any such theory. Oh, as do I. It is precisely for that reason we're going to stoke Moran this day, and I want to see whether the objections are fatal or if they may be explained away but what in the name of the devil? The ejaculation had been drawn from my companion by the fact that our door had suddenly dashed open, and a huge man framed himself in the aperture. His costume was a peculiar mixture of the professional and agricultural, having a black top hat, a long frock coat, and a pair of high gaiters with a hunting crop swinging in his hand. So tall was he that his hat actually brushed the crossbar of the doorway, and his breath breath seemed to span across it from side to side. A large face seared with a thousand wrinkles, burned yellow with the sun, and marked with every evil passion, was turned from one to the other of us, "'while his deep-set, bile-shot eyes "'and his high, thin, fleshless nose "'gave him somewhat the resemblance "'to a fierce old bird of prey. "'Which of you is Holmes?' asked this apparition. "'My name, sir, but you have the advantage of me,' "'said my companion quietly. "'I am Dr. Grimsby Roylott.' Stoke Moran. Indeed, doctor, said Holmes blandly. Pray, take a seat. I'll do nothing of the kind. My stepdaughter's been here. I've traced her. What's she been saying to you? It is a little cold for the time of year, said Holmes. What's she been saying to you? screamed the old man furiously. But I've heard the crocuses promise well, continued my companion imperpeterably. Ha! You put me off, do you? said our new visitor, taking a step forward and shaking his hunting crop. I know you, you scoundrel. I've heard of you before. You are Holmes the Meddler. My friend smiled. Holmes the Busybody, his smile broadened. Holmes, the Scotland Yard Jack in office. Holmes chuckled heartily. Your conversation is most entertaining, said he. When you go out, close the door, for there's a decided draft. I will go when I've had my say. Don't you dare to meddle in my affairs. I know that Miss Stoner's been here. I traced her. I'm a dangerous man to fall foul of, see here. He stepped swiftly forward, seized the poker, and bent it into a curve with his huge brown hands. See that you keep yourself out of my grip, he snarled and hurled the twisted poker into the fireplace, and he strode out of the room. Well, he seems a very amiable person, said Holmes, laughing. I'm not quite uh, so bulky, but if I had remained, I might have shown him that my grip was not much more feeble than his own. As he spoke, he picked up the steel poker and, with a sudden effort, straightened it out again. Fancy is having the insolence to confound me with the official detective force. This incident gives zest to our investigation, however— And I only trust that our little friend will not suffer from her imprudence in allowing this brute to trace her. Now, Watson, we shall order breakfast. And afterwards, I shall walk down to Doctor's Commons, where I hope to get some data which may help us in this manner. Okay, we've set the stage. And coming up in our next stream... We will finish this one up and let you know what's happening and how and why her twin sister died. Mm, all right, that's going to do it. Let's uh, just get rid of the uh, Sherlock Holmes thingy here. Let's check in once more with Aldwin, who said, I felt sad I'm not able to watch Thor Love and Thunder because the movie was banned in Malaysia. Yes, well, we have the ridiculous, stupid habit of banning things uh, in this country that uh, authorities, you know, mommy and daddies, uh, our mommy and daddies say we can't watch this because we're not big enough. We're not mature enough adults. Let me just uh, advise you that, um, as I'm sure you know, as do most people these days, that uh, the ability to censor what you can and cannot read and see is actually pretty freaking stupid these days because it's called the internet and everything and anything is available if you really want to look for it, even in Malaysia. I know because I do that myself. I'm not ashamed to say. Because to me... I'm a free-speed absolutist, and I believe nothing should be banned. It should all be available. And there you go. All right, including all your favorite conspiracy theories, so check out that link in our show notes down there. That's going to do it for us. I will see you again on, uh, what, Saturday night? Yeah, Saturday night. We'll continue with Sherlock Holmes. We'll have more interesting things going on. And we will be back live again on Rumble.com, YouTube, Twitch.tv, and, of course, Facebook on The J. Sheldon Show. Good night, everybody.